We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Crowd serenading their team now. Let's go, Knicks. chance from the Knicks. Something we never expected. There's the front office. The garden filled with the best fans in sports came back as did the Knicks come back make the playoffs for the first time in eight years but it ends in five games against the Atlanta Hawks. I like the sportsmanship I'm seeing now. The players are showing good sportsmanship congratulating each other after a very pugnacious series. So the Knicks, after winning game two, tying the series up, the city was abuzz with the possibilities. The Atlanta Hawks answer the call and win three straight. And Clint Capella has indeed sent the Knicks on vacation. Um, that'll do it. Um, welcome to the post-game, post-series uh, recap. Um, Macri's alive, don't worry. Uh, Manny, you're fine. If you want to leave, you can leave, but no hard feelings, although you know what I'm talking about. Um, for those who don't know, Macri was at the game tonight. Poor guy. <laughs> so he unfortunately will not be here yet. We're doing a two-parter. I'll do the instant reaction, and then once he gets home, he'll jump on live. Um, yeah, one, two, three, Cancun. So, you know, I was thinking about my most emotional losses um like as a sports fan and if this even comes close like as heartbreaking like i'm disappointed don't get me wrong and a lot went wrong that we thought was gonna go right this series and uh you know here we are sitting here with one playoff win um i don't think this is gonna even come close, you know, and I, I think the way you know that is how long it is before you get over it, you know, like the, the 06 Mets. I still have only seen Beltran strike out once. 
Um, the 2013 Knicks that took like a couple weeks because I thought that season was special. Um, and here we are after this season, and I think it'll be quick, but it's not going to be tonight because this, while it is a special season, you didn't want it to end. We got a lot of special moments this year. We got a lot of good things that happened this year. The progress of RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, what he accomplished this year, um, the revelation of Derrick Rose, and for better or for worse, our head coach for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, this is it stings right now, but eventually we'll be able to get some positives out of this. Um, let me hit some hit some up in the super chat. And look, I promise you, I'm a big boy. If you want to save your super chats when Macri gets here, I'll understand. Um, again, we're doing a two-parter tonight. For those who don't know, Macri was at the game. He will be here to react live um in about an hour. So we said 11:15 is when we're looking to do the post game uh for John. Part two of this. Uh Janky Painting, thank you for your contribution to the super chat. Uh, Robert Cross, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Much love, Andrew. <laughs> Listen, I know my role. I play it well. Uh, the content you guys enjoy, are, we're a team here at KFS. I'm perfectly fine being his Robin. Um, although, I guess Jeremy's his Robin. So what am I? Like, am I Catwoman? Am I, am I, um, I, I'm so bad on, on superheroes. Um. I'll be uh in the the Justice League one. I'll be Aquaman. I can swim. Um, so Robert McGinley, great year, so much fun, but fair to be concerned. We didn't just play out of sorts, but downright bad for most of these five games. Look, you're talking to the wrong guy. I'm not. I'm not the type to ever say I told you so. I'm just not here for that. Believe me, I'm not that kind of person. The Hawks are good though. I. I Watched them a lot the last month of the season. And as much as frustrated as I am that Randall played like dog shit in his first postseason and RJ struggled in his first postseason, and we literally like ground Derrick Rose into the ground until he couldn't play anymore. Like we had to depend on Taj Gibson, who was arguably the best player for the Knicks in the series. I mean the Hawks did any, everything they wanted. They shot poorly tonight and won by double digits. Trey didn't have a great game from the field. He just did enough. The Hawks are loaded. They're a year ahead of us. That's that's fair, which should give you the confidence that we were so good during the season that we were able to be on the same level as home court, like gain home court over them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in tip my cap, but it's still frustrating that so much went wrong. In this series, and John said it in game one that RJ, that bogey three that bounced off of RJ's back ends up being like a, a sliding doors moment. A what if we could be sitting here 2 2 going into the into tonight, and then who knows what would have happened. Um, thank you though for your contribution in the super chat. Um, Jeremy Chase, anyone know who Andrew Claudio is? It is not true. Uh, anyone who doesn't know Andrew Claudio is is not a true Knicks fan. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Jeremy Chase, sad to see the season end. Love this team with lots of promise for the future. Thanks for the great content this year. May Trey Young poop his pants and cry when Ben Simmons D's him up. Listen, look, um, 
Oh, Alfred. I'm so stupid. Wow. Yes, the Batman can I'm literally the Alfred of Nick's film school. Thank you for that. I'm embarrassed. I'm I'm might log off right now. My next project is a, a coming soon, a movie thing. And I don't even remember who Batman's like main sidekick it man. Oh, I, I'm I'm more upset about that than this series, not gonna lie. Um okay, yes, fuck Trey Young, although Man, outside of the foul hunting, which I want to say something about in a minute, I gained a lot of respect for that man in this series. I thought he was just a scrub that only foul hunts. That kid is deadly in the pick and roll. His basketball IQ is through the roof. We don't want to hear it because he just kicked their ass in five games. But he's he's legitimately good. And I think he's going to start gaining some respect around the league that he didn't have before this series. Um, thank you, Jeremy, for the contribution. Uh, Dom Cappuccini. I know this was an ugly finish two years ago. Brooklyn was a great story and finished their year with five games um, to a really cool 70, really good 76ers team. They did still do. They still did okay in free agency and believe enough has been seen to attract stars. Yeah. I don't know if you guys listened to the Ryan Rossillo pod, like all the Boston people, him, Simmons, KOC, and Jackie McMullen did a reaction pod to what happened to the Celtics today. And it's kind of a fake laugh, but it's also a real laugh. Like, where do we, who'd you rather be right now, the Knicks or the Celtics? I'd much rather be the Knicks. Um, anyway, Simmons made the point that, like, if the Knicks put this front office intact a year earlier, do they get KD and Kyrie? Like, we're just, we were just a year behind to attract stars. And now you have the front office in place and cap space and assets going into a couple of consecutive summers where fish and, and, and potential stars will be available. So we'll see. Um, I like, I, I'm much more confident going into this off season with what's around whoever might come here than anything that could have happened in 2019. Cause it still felt like, all right, Katie and Kyrie and then who? So uh, good point, Dom. Um, Let's see. Aussie Knicks fan. Always great in the super chat. Oh, CT. Shout out to you, Andrew, for your hard work behind the scenes for KFS this year. Thank you. Um, thank you for giving me an audience to do work for. Believe me, John and I, Jeremy and I, Chris and I, were very thankful for the family you guys have, have helped us create here. CT Pittman, been a hell of a year. Thanks to KFS and all your content to get us through the pandemic, this magical season. Hashtag truly the magic is in the work. Looking forward to what you guys put together for the draft and the off season coming soon. Trust me. Um, yeah, this, I don't want to get too sentimental on here, but like you guys know how much the pandemic sucked for me and um, like, especially my family and to be able to just dive head first into work and for that work to suddenly be successful after this season. Um, it it was it was really special. Like it doesn't feel like it now, but it it really was a a, a life changing as as hyperbolic as I could be. Um, this was a big year for for me personally, and I was very thankful to be able to share it with with as many as you as I possibly could. Um, so thank you for taking in our content this year. I greatly appreciate it, Anthony Sixto. Props to KFS. Great coverage to accompany an amazing year. Thanks for the hard work you guys do. Question, ugly series, 
but thoughts on silver linings from this series and uh, d- from a development perspective. Look, um, this is why I hate tanking. Just in general, I hate tanking because the progression should be you nail the pick wherever you have and you get your guys' playoff experience so that way when you're ready to start winning, you have a taste of it. And look, we can point to how bad our guys were this series. Go look at Kevin Durant's first playoff series. 35% from the field, 23% from three. Go look at Dame Lillard's career in the playoffs. I watched last night. I put up a poll that triggered everybody today. Dame Lillard has a postseason where he shot 16% from three. Guys struggle in the postseason. It happens. It's the playoffs. And I'm glad we got RJ's first hiccup out the way. We got Randall's first hiccup out the way. We got to see quickly and Obi look great in moments during the postseason. Our rookies at times look like the best players on the court. There's your silver linings. And look, I have some questions about Tibbs. I will be totally honest. He did not coach his best series. And as Schwinn said, a lot of his shortcomings showed up in this series. But I'm confident that if you get a floor general in here, a legitimate point guard that doesn't that can play 40 minutes a night and you don't have to run ragged like we did with D-Rose during the season. I think there's there's a, a bright future for this series, for this team. So we'll see. Uh, Kelsey Steele, thank you for your contribution. I grew up in Cincinnati. My other teams haven't won a playoff series since 1990. Anyone saying blow this up, blow this team up is crazy. Knicks are only getting better. So would that make you, would make you a Reds fan? Oh, man. Yeah. The, the Vado, Bruce, um, those teams that, that lost in, in the playoffs, that would make you a bangle. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, kudos to you, bro. That That's – you made the playoffs like 11 times in my life and didn't get to like pass the – lost to the Jets once. Thank you for that. Um, let's see. Greg Film Stuff. Ah, hold on. You guys are – Loading the super chat. Hold on. Greg film stuff. That third quarter was very puzzling. Not sure why Tibbs didn't put the second unit in sooner. Just by watching this game, we cannot put it all on Randall, especially to run the offense. We definitely desperately need a point guard and a wing. I mean, you nailed it. I thought Tibbs waited too long to go to quickly. Um, I think he has rode his guys all season pause and, Rose looked gassed literally from the beginning of the game. You know, Rose has those has that short range, um, those those buckets that he usually hit, those floaters that he hits, and he missed his first two to start the game. And even immediately, I texted somebody like, "That's not that's not a good sign for tonight if Derrick Rose isn't going to hit that." Um, yeah, they need a point guard. That now, look, there's options like CP3 can opt out. Maybe it's Lonzo. I really hope it's not Schroeder. Um, there's there's options out there, believe me. Um, like Vildoza might even be the the option. Um, but with as far as Tibbs is concerned, he's gonna ride his guys. He's going to go with what got him here. And for better or for worse, his guys ran out of gas tonight. And you know, when you're ahead of schedule, at times it's good to be first, and at times those who were slow and steady win the race. And the, the Hawks have have weapons. They can go 10, 11 deep. They have multiple guys that can beat you both off the dribble and in a catch and shoot. And that's how they beat the Knicks tonight. So um, props to the Hawks. Nate McMillan did a hell of, has done a hell of a job this year. Now it's just time to get better. And this will be a learning experience for both Tibbs and the team. 
Uh, Jason M, so mad right now. Same, brother. Um, but thanks to the KF, for the KFS content. You guys should do more locker rooms or call-in shows in the offseason so we can talk with you guys. Okay, so KFS behind the scenes. We're under contract with locker room for like four more months. So we'll definitely still be doing more locker rooms. I don't know if you guys want to hang out like during the playoffs and like hate watch the Hawks and the Nets. I'm down if John is down. Um we, we will be there every Saturday if you want to talk draft, you want to talk offseason, you want to talk just, again, hate watching Slander the Hawks. We can. Um, but, yeah, we will definitely be getting you guys with a lot more interactive content going forward. Um, next up. Oh, funny. I saw the hearts. Hold on. Um, Andrew Rosenbaum. Thank you, JM, Andrew, Jeremy, KP, and everyone else at KFS. Newsletter post game, Fantastic. Nick's night and day from last year. Absolutely on right path in every aspect. Here's to the summer. Absolutely. Amen, Andrew. Great name, by the way. Uh, Tyler Michaels. Before I found KFS, I thought I was the only obsessed fan. Thanks for a great year. Lots to feel good about, even though it's a hard, it's hard right now. Go Knicks. Tyler, thank you. We interact a lot on Twitter, so thank you for, for your uh, following and being yet another obsessed fan um yeah uh we're you're not the only weird one that is uh i don't know if anybody ever said that so as i just said um deron visual variant joined the team late but love watching guys after games happy to be upset this time of year again yeah like i don't know if this is just like masochism that's a weird word masochism a masochist a masochism I like pain there. That's what I meant to say. Um, I like that. I hate Trey young now, you know, like I have a playoff villain. I haven't had that in a long time, even in, in the 2012, 13, like that, that Pacers series was annoying, but my villain was Tyson Chandler. Like you can't beat Roy Hibbert, dude. Really? No, we have like a legitimate playoff villain. And because they're like a year ahead of us, I feel like if the Knicks can do something right this off season, We'll be neck and neck this offseason. So, yeah, I'm I'm all for, like, hating somebody because we play them in the playoffs every year. That's that's new. I don't have to just keep refreshing Tankathon. Um, John Baptiste Perron. Love KFS. It's been a great follow. It's been great following you guys this season. Re Regarding the Ringer Pog, funny hearing those four complain about the NBA being anti-Boston. Man, I, I got... I, I amen and no comment. Like at a certain point, if everybody's saying something about you, parts of it are probably true. You know, I'd love going to Boston to visit. It's also like, you know, not a great place for my dad to go for a long time. You know, just that is all I have to say about that. Um, yes, it was fun to to laugh to to laugh listen to. Um David Futternick, the homie. Um this money is to be spent on beer at Summer League. Can't wait to watch Luke together. We here. Absolutely, sir. Cannot wait. Um, Harry Donor. He asked the question. Yes. Not the end we wanted, but what a season. We've got a good young core, a lot of picks, a ton of space, and a horrible ton of space. In a horrible year, this team gave us something to cheer for. This is just the beginning. I'm still not asking a question. Oh, uh, man. Harry, we appreciate you, man. You are you are legendary in, in the Knicks film school. 
universe. Believe me. Um, Rusty Sea Butter. Love the name. Thanks for everything this year. You guys have been in my favorite parts of one of my favorite seasons ever of any sport. Um, oh, by the way, yeah, Kyle Lowry is on the that's all Anthony Six, though. I see your comment. I, that's also the direction I would go. Um, let's see. Andre Talmadge. I'll sign Chris before Schreiber. I think you mean Schroeder. And I would also sign Chris Persiainen before I would sign Dennis. I just don't like Dennis Schroeder's game, man. I, you just watch it. Like, they needed him to step up last night, and he scored zero points. Like, you, Matt, you want what we just saw with the Knicks struggling to score? You think Dennis Schroeder's going to fix anything? Say, I'm out. Um, Stevens, B. Guillaume, uh, always a staple in the Super Chat. We had a great season. We just got... We just got to load up and keep improving. That's the plan. The 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 magic is in the work. You know, the magic that they worked this season. Hopefully, it can work next season, too. James Lee, we showed best of ourselves in regular season for the Hawks. We were predictable, knew what to prepare. Oh, we sh- Okay, punctuation. Sorry. We showed best of ourselves in the regular season. For Hawks, we were predictable, knew what to prepare and execute. The leads, this leads to reason we reading is fun. This leads to reason we need more talent. Yeah, I don't know how you guys feel about like how talented this team actually was, but I feel like there was a hint of like, I don't know how we're doing this, but we're doing this and it's fun. And all these tough shots that Randall was hitting and all these threes that they were hitting and all of these like low scoring games that they were winning. And it was like all these open threes that are being missed. It was like, great, I'll take it. It's it's clearly working. Whatever they're doing is working. And then the Hawks decided they're just not going to miss any threes, and the Knicks are going to stop making tough shots. And, you know, they ran into something that they haven't really been able to contain all year, and that's a good guard that can break down a defense and a good pick-and-roll point guard, specifically like Trey. So, you know, and like a team that is really good from three, like the Hawks have been. So, um yeah, Knicks need to to reload going into this offseason. You saw what they were able to do with the lowest cap uh, payroll in the league. Now imagine when they actually spend some money. So I'm excited. Stevens B. Guillaume. I discovered you guys this year. Thank you, John, Jeremy, Chris, for all the content you guys gave us. I'll in- inadvertently thank you, Matt, Sammy. <laughs> um, yes, thank. Oh, thank you, John, Jeremy, and Chris. See, so I was I was on to it right. Thank you, Stevens, for your contribution and for for joining us this year. I appreciate it, and I believe me, we appreciate it. Um, good evening, <laughs> Henry Francis in the regular chat. Um, good evening to everyone but Tibbs and Andrew. Um, hi, Henry. I. Good evening to you, too, on behalf of me and Tibbs. Um, Andre Thomas. Yeah, Schroeder. So, yeah, I was I was guessing correctly. Um, Jack Bailey. Thanks to Macri and the rest of the KFS universe for being my wingman through this ridiculously awesome season of Knicks basketball. It only gets better from here. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you, Jack. And I, I really, you know, 20... A lot was said about comparing this season to the 2013 Knicks, and like that team had expectations. We had Mello, we had a really old team. 
like the the rookie on that team or the young player was Shumpert, who wasn't like he was barely a starter, you know. Um, that team was meant to have a really small window. Um, so when it ended, there was disappointment because you thought like this might actually be as good as it gets, and then this season happens, and I I don't want to jinx it because you know I have powers apparently. But it really does feel like it's the beginning of something, not, you know, I know there's, there's that PTSD that it's going to be another eight years before we're in the playoffs or even win a playoff game. I trust this front office. I trust, I trust this young core. They had a lot of young pieces and they just got playoff experience. I, we'll be back. I, I mean that. We'll be back. This, this will not be the last time we do a playoff live stream. I, I feel safe in guaranteeing that. Um, Brian Carter, thank you, KFS, for everything this year. Let's not be prisoners of the moment and forget Tibbs. Got every last squeeze of lemonade from this roster. Yeah, I'm not I'm not writing off Tibbs. I thought like people asking him to make adjustments throughout the series. I thought this team got to the playoffs with limited offensive moves to make. They made a lot of threes, made a lot of tough twos. Randall was an all NBA player. So the Hawks said, We're gonna load up on Julius Randall, make somebody else beat us. The Knicks don't really have somebody else. Which Derrick Rose averaged 25 a game and ran out of gas. So, you know, unless quickly was going to go off, which it looked like he was starting to. And then Capella was a difference maker. Like he took away that floater. He took a lot, a lot of shots at the rim away. And, you know, you tip your cap. I'm not out on Tibbs. Let me make that clear. I'm frustrated with how this series went, but... You know, I'd like to see him with an improved roster. You know, if you think at 41 wins in a four seed out of this team, wait till you put like, you know, a legitimate point guard that will probably be playing and not be playing in China next year um, on this team. So we'll see. Zolo J, first season with KFS. This was the most amazing season in seven, eight years. Next season is going to be even better. I know it. Let's go, Knicks. Hell yeah, Zolo J. And thank you for all your contributions in the super chat. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for all of you that are now in the KFS family group. Believe me, we appreciate it. Um, okay. Anybody with more stuff in the chat? Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I want to say something about officiating just for a second. So I, I tweeted out the clip of Trey baiting Reggie into a foul and like, I do respect Trey. I did gain a lot of respect for that kid and think he's way less of a scrub and that the, the Luca trade is legendarily bad. Oh, James Lee real quick. Yes, we will be doing locker room this weekend. I will not be because so, okay. little insight into my personal life. My girlfriend's birthday is Friday. And I told her before the series that like, of course I'm not, gonna miss your birthday um she's turning 30 on friday and i'm not of course i'm not gonna miss your birthday i'm just letting you know like the knicks play game six um they could be clinching this this uh, this is where your confidence comes in um this could be them clinching the series or it could be trying to stave off elimination i will have to um i will have to help out (laughs) Butter, Nick. Um, I will have to help out with the post game because I don't like I work. This is this is work for me. And so I said, like, the hope is that the Knicks wrap this thing up in five. 
um, you know, be careful what you say. So maybe that was the actual reverse jinx this season. Um, <laughs> Tom Romano, dump her, pick us. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's a mistake. Don't ever tell a woman's age. I'm telling you right now, she will never listen to this. So it is okay. Um, so yeah, I will not be there Saturday. And because I know she's not listening to this, we have something special planned for her. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On Saturday. Um, so I won't be there for Locker Room, but John and Jeremy will be there for you on Locker Room. And then I'll be back on Saturdays going forward until probably even past when our contract is up with them. But uh, yeah, Locker Room every Saturday. Um, we liked actually going at noon this week, so we might stick with that. But yeah, of course, we'll be doing much more stuff on Locker Room. Um, David Futternick, I would leave my wife for spaces, but not locker room. No comment. What else we got? Oh, I was talking about officials. Um, that shit just got to stop. Man, Trey started to become Chipper Jones to me. Like a great player that, damn it, I respect you because you kicked our ass. But when you do that... It's just not basketball. That's not looking too like I get it. If they're gonna call it, it's it's smart. So maybe my frustration is more like, why doesn't quickly get that call? Why did Randall get an offensive foul when he's clearly jumping into his own player? Like the NBA needs to take a, a hard look at that move in particular. Like that shit just has to stop, you know? So I'm I'm that's the most frustrated I was this series, in all honesty. Cause like Trey hitting floaters and threes from 40 feet, you tip your cap. But if he's getting that move, if he's getting that call in the fucking playoffs, like what else are you supposed to do? You know, they bitched and whined before the series that the league wants New York to win the series. And then this happens? You're going to give him that in the garden? No, I'm sorry. This is, that's not basketball. And like a quick fix is just make that an offensive foul. If you're jumping back, into a defender, that's that's an offensive foul. The end. There, we fixed it. Um, anyway, I see Nick's film school's tag. Hold on. Falcons, Hawks, Braves fan. Extraordinaire. Please welcome Trey Young. He came to Nick's film school. Wow, that was unexpected. Um, I don't know what you meant, James Lee. <laughs> um, are you a Falcons, Hawks, Braves fan? Well, 
Well, so it's funny. We had Chris uh, Kirshner on yesterday, and he was telling us that, like, the Hawks have passed the Falcons in the pecking order in Atlanta. That no C.T. Pittman, by the way. No comment to those of you listening to the pod. Um, no, not yet. I, I will say, not yet. But no, not yet. Um, oh, Paula. Wow. Hi. That's fun. Uh, anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, the Falcons have been passed by the Hawks in the pecking order. So, um, what I will say is that the, um, the Falcons apparently, like once that Super Bowl happened, it's like, like the end. Like they, they, there's Falcons fans that just don't watch football anymore because of the PTSD of that happening. Um, Anyway, uh, so, you know, we have set, we, we have like 11 teams here, so we have five, we find ways to get over it over at the, uh, here in New York. Anyway, let me focus on the chat. Knicks fans. Do y'all rather see the, who do y'all rather see advance Sixers or Hawks? Uh, it's from Tyrone Lou. Wow. All the way from LA. I guess technically you're in Dallas right now. Um, I would rather see I guess there's there's precedent to say that you'd rather see the Hawks advance because then you could say you lost to a team that made the conference finals. You also I'd really like to see a team that has offensive weapons beat this Hawks team. But um, I listen, I also just have a really strong hatred for how the Sixers built their team. I hate tanking with a passion. I don't like rewarding teams for losing which is why like as much as the flattened lottery on cost the Nick zion i love rj and i'm glad that it might de-incentivize um tanking going forward so yeah i'm out uh, i'd rather you know go hawks and then let the bucks take care of the hawks in a quick four how's that um that's the oh, okay so we see sixers left and right fine if you guys want to root for the sixers how about can we just root for the Bucks going forward? Built the team the correct way. They're gonna play the Nets. Like, like, let's just root for the Bucks going forward. Why isn't that like allowed going forward? Um, happy with how Knicks perform this year. Who should be the keepers from this season? Okay. So I will say, I will say, obviously Randall's a keeper, RJ's a keeper. Quickly, OB, the guys that are under contract. I would bring back, even despite how bad he played in this postseason, I'd probably I'd see what Bullock wants, and then I'd see what Bullock wants. If he's going to demand a contract because he's a three and D guy, a regular season three and D guy, then you know he can he can take a walk. But um, I, um. Bullock is a is a half yes is what I'll say. Burks is also a half yes because he's going to get paid by somebody this offseason. The the one game that he had that was incredible, um, that clip that that game, the highlights of that game are going to be played by his agents in a lot of meetings, and he will get paid. So if you can get him on the cheap, fine. But I'd like to think quickly develops into that instant offense off the bench guy. And whoever they draft this year also will will need to to take up some slack. Um, people are saying let Reggie walk. The reason I'm hesitant, I could see them going after DeRozan. I could see them going after somebody else to play the two or even the three. So then that's an upgrade from Reggie Bullock. So 
that's that's where I am on that. And it's almost it's a hint of like good luck that they lost this series. And as a result, you can um, as a result, you can like look at this in perspective. I think a week ago or two weeks ago, we would have been like, no, Reggie, he's one of the big 15. We have to bring him back. And now we can think about this a little more rationally. Um, I'd so I thought about this with Derek Rose. Do you bring him back on some type of one year cheap deal? Cheap deal, one year expensive deal, I mean. And then if Vildoza's real, if that's if that's like a real thing, could he eventually take over as the starting point guard? Is that the option? Or do you give Derek Rose like a a comfortable two to three year contract? And then Vildoza eventually supersedes him as the starter. And then Derek Rhodes is your backup point guard. And he takes like the Lou Williams role on this team. Like that's the biggest wild card for me, which is why I'm really excited to go to summer league and see Vildoza up close. Like, what is this kid? So many people have given me comps that I don't know if they're real or not. Um, that I'd like to actually see, like, is this really Steve Nash, but of Europe, is this really like, like a, a future star in this league? Um, so we'll see. Uh, and of course, Taj Gibson has a blank check for from all of us here at Knicks Film School. I want that dude in the trenches with me, whether it's going to be um, in the playoffs, whether it's going to be in an actual fight. I'm I'm all there for it. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Hush Zoo, thank you for your contribution in the super chat. Best part of the Knicks season ending <laughs> is that number six will ever be playing for blue and orange fun, blue and orange fun season. This is just the start. Um, best of luck in China, my guy, and and your mother. Um, let's see. How old is Vildoza? He's twenty five, which is like that's the thing. Who's better, Campazzo or Prigioni? So the thing about Vildoza is like he's apparently ready to play now, and what the Knicks got is a guy that will probably come like, I don't know if he's going to come in and be Ricky Rubio. I don't know if he's going to come in and be, I'm trying, I don't want to say Luca. Cause that's just obviously not what's going to happen, but can he be a productive player like on a team that's trying to win and make a run into the postseason? So uh, I, the, the Vildoza part of this is the most fascinating people are saying as far as Rose's next contract, Rose two years, 10, 20, 10, 14 million. If he'll take it, yeah. If he'll take a pay cut like that for Tibbs, I think Rose. If you're looking at two for twenty, I'd, I'd do that. Even I'd even do that because I think he should be the starting point guard next year. You just cannot have like, like it feels like it happened years ago, but we're legitimately a week away, a week like a week ago this happened, where we're sitting here for Game Five. I guess a week ago was Game Two, so five days ago we were sitting here stressed that the starting point guard was still going to be the starting point guard. And here we are, like, they felt like they were a man short. That man could be Mitch. That man could be a starting point guard. So much more falls into place if Vildoz is real, if you sign two to three guys that are upgrades on key positions, if Obi takes a leap, if Quickly takes a leap. And now... You're depending. Oh, so Zeke is saying Rose can't start. But what I'm saying is like, it's not even so much that Rose can't start. Rose can't play starters minutes. He can't play 39 minutes a playoff game. And then you have no backup point guard on this team. 
I think Rose can play with the starters if you're limiting his minutes during the season to 25 to 30. Why can't that happen? He's ended up playing starters minutes down the stretch of the season during that whole winning streak. Derrick Rose was part of the the answer. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm for Derrick Rose being your starting point guard if the thought is he's not carrying such a heavy burden like he was this year. And like I haven't even said. What if RJ takes a big step this year, next year, this offseason? I see we have a Hawks fan in the chat, so he's asking me to change my Knicks hat. Okay, so how's this? I will go, you know, a first-place team that's been to a World Series recently, you know? I'd go get my uh, my Jets hat, but, you know, I can't really talk shit when I have a Jets hat on. Um Although the Jets have never blown a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. That's right. So I guess I could talk shit as a Jets fan. Um, anyway. Um, what are the chances we keep Frank slim to none? Look, if, if Frank couldn't play in this series when the best player on the other team is a point guard um, and he just like played one defensive possession in the key series, key possession of the game, and they lost. Um, yeah, I, I think Frank... I think Frank is done. I'm actually curious to see where he goes next because I would like to see, I would like to see if he goes to a team that uses him correctly and then that uses him correctly. And then we can all look back and say, um, Oh God. All right. I have a programming update in a second. Um, and then we could see what this looks like. Um, like is was he actually good and we didn't and we didn't give him a fair shot and then we can hold it over everybody that hated Frank and hated on Frank and didn't think he was real um yeah i'm intrigued to see what Frank's next stop is the next Demon Shumpert like even that when Shump went to the Cavs they used him correctly he had no offensive burden but they saw his defensive capabilities and he was out there as a backup two guard and he would guard like twos and threes and point guards all throughout the playoffs. And then like that series against the Warriors, Shump had some really important minutes where he didn't take a shot, but was guarding the other teams like better players. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss Frank because I think there was a role for him on this team. Um, oh, Jason M. I just hope Frank doesn't go to the nets. I am right there with you, buddy. You want to talk about salt in the wound. If he stays in New York, but goes to a different borough and ends up being their the defensive uh, another guy that is part of that team, you know that would suck. So John's train does not get in until twelve fifteen. So I don't know if this is going to mean we just do part two tomorrow. Um, but John, let me actually text him. Um, yeah, there, we will have John Macri's reaction to the Knicks season ending. We might just set it for like tomorrow at, at 8 p.m. our time. So that way he can he can go live. Um, let's get more. I'll stay on the chat for a little bit then. I got like 20 more minutes in me. Uh, Nick's perception of Randall being a second and third option will influence free agency and the draft. Look, I don't disagree. Um, I'm glad that the conversation is like, is not he's a, he's not an option because I I would very much like Julius Randle to be on this team for a while. I I look at a seventy two game sample size much more than I look at a, a five game sample size. I get that there's six years before that that we can also point to, but um, 
<laughs> Tell John to stay with the 1% that can afford Nick's ticks. I think it's actually a gift from his brother. I don't know if like John actually went or or if his friend actually went. Um, hold on. This is like poor live programming. And for those on the pod, I am texting John to see um, if he wants to just wait until tomorrow. Um, just wait until tomorrow and go live. Question mark. Ah. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Wow. That's what that meant. Okay. So my girlfriend was listening. And I apologize is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Hasn't listened to a single post-game pod all year. And here she is. Swear to God. Um, ask him what Spike was doing. You guys think Macri was sitting point uh, courtside at this game? No. He was sitting with the common folk in regular seats. I do think he had good seats to this game. So good for him. Um, Jonas Platt, we need Lowry. He would help us on and off the court. Uh Lowry and Rose combo would seriously be solid. Sign me up. I that's been a very popular option for this offseason. Um, whatever you think. John, okay. You'll find out via Twitter whether we go live or not uh after the game, after John gets home. Um, I'm all in on Kyle Lowry. Sure, why not? Um, Spike left with five to go. Did he really? Wow. Better be for a movie. Um, Conley, please. I don't hate that. I, I'm all for it, but I don't, I also don't know. Like, isn't there mostly talk that he wants to stay in Utah? That he wants to, you know, keep it going? Um, all jokes aside, anything for Dame. Look, I joked around with Ulito last night that he's like, I'd give up my, my, my favorite cousin in a trade for Dame Lillard. Then I posed the next morning, um, this morning, would you trade RJ in a deal for Dame Lillard? And I uh, I think the Knicks have options. That's the thing. I think the Knicks, and it's crazy to say this, they can be a little greedy and say, like, you're not going to force us to trade our best assets for Dame Lillard. Um, I... You know, I I like to think that they can be creative enough that it's not Dame Lillard or Bus. They can actually, like, look at other options that don't require tearing it down. However, if it's like, like I said this on the pregame, if Kawhi's like, yeah, I'll come to New York, trade for Dame, then, yeah, buy RJ. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. Someone's telling me to read what Rose said about next year. Someone put it in the chat what Derek Rose said about next year because I can't. Um, sorry, I'm a newish on Nick's Twitter. Didn't see you before, but you're the you're doing a great job. Thank you, Charles. Um, he said, "Free front office's big plans." Um. All right. Hell yeah, Derek. You guys are going to make me check Twitter a lot. I hate doing this. I'm also like from the perspective of um, from the perspective of a producer, like checking your phone live on air, which is why John like gets away with checking his phone during all of Tibbs's pressers. Um, so hold on. Rob Sabella. This is what I didn't want. This is what front office big plan. Yeah. Front office big plan. Not signing Alfred Payton. So what that 
Oh, if that's all he said, that's fine. Mac retweeted it. If that's all that is, is like the front office has big plans. Um, then like that just the bigger takeaway I'm taking that is Derek Rose is part of it. If the front office has big plans and a guy that's not under contract for next year says that, so Derek Rose will be back, which means probably Taj will be back. Um, I saw someone say a Jimmy Butler trade. So two things. One, a Knicks Heat trade. I'd have to go back and check if that's ever happened. We're talking about two rivals, and I cannot see Pat Riley ever trading somebody to the Knicks to help them get a superstar, which could potentially... like I think what's most likely going to happen with the Heat is they extend Jimmy and they go hunting for Kawhi is what's going to happen. Um, and the other thing... Look at Jimmy Butler's most recent postseason. The Knicks won a playoff game. The Heat didn't. You know, some of us wanted to play the Heat. Sorry, I had to get that in there. Um, I can't see. Yeah, A8 just said this. I can't see Miami helping us. I also can't see Pat Riley helping us. I think Miami's going to try and keep building what they have. They went to the finals in the LA Fitness final, the LA Fitness bubble, and, you know, they they think they have something real and they're going to try and reload next offseason or this offseason. Um, and they're going to give Jimmy Butler a lot of money, most likely. So we'll see. Um, oh, Jason M. He said he wants to be back, but he doesn't know because they have big plans. Oh, that's different. If that's exactly what he said, then, you know, that's that might change things. If they have big plans, then maybe... Maybe this Dame Kawhi conversation could get more interesting than we thought. Look, last time the front office had big plans, the results were not good. That's not this front office, though. That's all I'm going to say. I trust, and maybe it's blind trust because of how unexpected this season was. I trust this team to make, and it's not even Leon, it's not even Wes, it's Aller. Like, that dude is, like a wizard when it comes to finding margins in the cap space. And like the Ed Davis trade for two seconds is, is an example of that. Der uh, like going and trading for Derek Rose and picking DSJ as the guard you traded and like, say what you want about Frank. He contributed two victories this season. Dennis Smith jr. Did not for Detroit this year. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I trust this front office that, 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 that found Alec Burks, that re-signed Reggie Bullock, put a team together that made much more sense, um, that found quickly in, at the 24th pick in the draft. I, I trust this front office. And if they decide, like, we have big plans, we have assets, we're going for it, I trust them to make the right moves to do it. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. Uh, James Lee, is there a universe Randall gets traded? Well, let's say Dame or Butler. I just answered Butler, so no, um, which is still unlikely. Anyhow, Jew and RJ, absolutely untouchable. In my humble opinion, no. Like, nobody's untouchable in the correct deal. Like, if Milwaukee called up for some reason and said, Giannis loves New York City and is made at a toxic environment here. Yeah, I'd trade both of them. I'd drive them to Milwaukee. I'd go live in Milwaukee if that was part of the deal. Um Having said that, um, I don't see it happening because I think I think they'll be a little more patient. I think Randall's also part of the solution here. When you listen to that Woj interview where they 
literally sat down with Julius Randle and asked what's wrong. And he said, this team, this front office, I'm miserable. And what they did was became the front office of the Knicks, like took over for Steve Mills. It's got Barry, uh, Steve Mills and Fisdale and like everything changed. And they went and built a culture around Julius Randle to succeed. I'd like to think that that's what they're going to do going forward is, is keep staying with Julius Randle. And look, again, RJ Barrett is not untradeable, but I do not want to trade him. Both of those can be true. I think if the right superstar tries to force his way here and we have enough already built and it's not completely decimating us, because that was like, I, I loved the mellow trade, defend it, but that is the the caveat I go back to with the mellow trade is like, you didn't have many moves after. And, you know, we saw what happens. I trust this team. I trust this team to make the correct moves. Um, someone's saying love Dane, but trading RJ at 20 years old doesn't make sense. Depends how high you think RJ's ceiling is. Some people think it's Jimmy Butler. I think it's like a step below Jimmy Butler. I think RJ's going to make a couple of all-star teams. And he's going to be like the second or third best player on a team that goes deep into the playoffs. That's fine. If you think he can lead a team into the playoffs, into deep into the playoffs, then yeah, you absolutely don't trade him. It all depends on what you think his ceiling is. More specifically, it all depends what what Leon Rose and William Wesley and Brock Gallagher think his ceiling is. So, you know, we'll see. Um, Zeke, only realistic player we're trading Randall for is Booker. Um, realistically, yes. Uh, I also... Gotta be honest, I don't know how much how much that's realistic anymore. The Suns are might win a title this year. So I don't know if if he's gonna leave Phoenix if he's experiencing success there. They they clearly show they're willing to go build around him. They traded, you know, assets for Chris Paul. You know, who that next Chris Paul is, who knows? But yeah, I think that's actually a little less realistic than we we like to think. Although, to be fair, who is Devin Booker's old agent. Um, stud players under 25 rarely get traded. That's from Tom Romano. I guess we're talking about players that have been traded under 25. Um, now I'm reading John's tweet about RJ Barrett. Shoot, I'm 20. I'm hoping we. I'm hoping to be here for a long time. Did, did someone ask him about the future? All right, I'm. I'm now gonna. Yes, I agree. Stars don't get traded under 25. Um, what did John say? <laughs> John, okay. From John Macri, who is uh, obviously at the post-game presser. Um, I'm just going to start reading. He goes, this is just the beginning. From Tom Thibodeau, I'm proud of what our team accomplished this year. Hopefully we can... Take this and use it as motivation. Also from Tibbs, you couldn't ask for a more for any more from a team. There were a joy; they were a joy to be around every day. About Derrick Rose, Tibbs would only say that he's nicked up, but that everyone is at this time of year. Rose was completely out of gas, which with his injury history, with the load that he had on him from pretty much the time he came back from, oh, he missed a month with COVID, and apparently it hit him really hard. Yeah, props to Derrick Rose, like an unsung hero this season. Should have won six man, in my opinion. Again, admittedly biased. Um, let's see. More uh more Tibbs. We're proud. 
we're proud of what we did, but we still have a long way to go. Said the arena was amazing in the postseason, and he knows how much the Knicks mean to the city. Knicks fans are special. I've been around this league, and there's no special, no place like this. Yeah, that's why when people say, like, try to throw shots, like, the Knicks are irrelevant. It's like, it, it's just like ignoring facts. Say they stink. That is, like, have been bad. The Knicks are, like, the most valuable franchise of the NBA. A good Knicks team is great for the league, as to quote one at King James on Twitter.com. Um, Derek Rose, this is from Ian Bailey. Derek Rose said he had some knick-knack injuries coming into game five. He noted that he got hit in the knee for game four. In game four, John just texted me and said, Uh, he wants to record tonight. So we may be doing a pod tonight. So that could be interesting. All right. So that's interesting. So John might be on live at midnight. If some of you want to stay up late, he might get it. Whatever you want, bro. Um, this this pod is a roller coaster for. This. Sorry to everybody listening on the pod. I apologize. <laughs> um, yeah, the you know. It had to end some way. So John will be on in a little bit. Don't worry. Uh, regarding whether he'll be back next season, Rose says, that's not up to me, but that's up to the front office. Says he knows they have big plans, and he'll leave it up to his agent. Adds, I'd love to come back. Who wouldn't want to play in New York? Love to have you, Derek. Um, added at the end that he knows other players in the league feel the same way regarding wanting to come play in New York. Um... Let's see. A couple more from Macri. Julius Randle on the season as a whole. We and we here moving forward. We're bringing a brand of basketball back to the city. We city can be proud of. Absolutely. Adds he's most proud of the effort they brought night in and night out. RJ Barrett. I'm proud of us laying a foundation for the future. Getting the Knicks back on the right track. Adds shoot. I'm 20. I hope to be here a long time. Sounds excited for what's in store moving forward. Uh, and then uh, a Trey Young quote. Trey on taking a bow after his logo three at the end of the game. I know where we are. I know there are a lot of shows in this city, and I know what they do when the show is over. <sighs> Put him on his ass and bead. You too, Ben Simmons. Jesus. Um, nothing low-key about it, James Lee. <laughs> Available at Nick's Film School merch store. Um, I'm taking my hoodie down after this, believe me. Um, okay, so I will tell John. Make sure you go live. Oh, the chat said they'd stay up. Okay, so John Macri will go live when he finally gets home. Um, would never root for a Philly team. Look, let's go Bucks. That is my take on the remaining of the playoffs. Let's go Bucks. I want a Bucks Phoenix uh finals and you know, everybody else can kick rocks as far as I'm concerned. So, um Knicks will be in the finals next 5 years from your lips to God's ears, William Xavier. Um I can't root for a Philly team. Look, I'm right there with you. I, look, as far as basketball is concerned, let's go Bucks. I just started watching baseball like emphatically and apparently the Mets are in first place with like a, a quadruple a team on the team on the field because everybody's hurt so absolutely as an Oklahoman who's a Knicks fan this was very tough I get it Patrick this is 
Losing is tough. I just losing is tough. Losing is May. Losing in May to end your season is a little less tough than losing in December to end your season. That's what I'll say. It's been a while since the weather's gotten warm and I've been watching a Knicks game that I care about. And that's to kind of wrap up my part is what I will take from this season. Um, you know, the ups and downs of well, the last two years, um, specifically the last like 14 months to be able to really dive into this season and, and focus on a team that really found an identity with this city and, and based it off of hard work and grit and, and, and really embraced what it means to play in the garden and play for New York. Yeah, that's, that's, it's special and it sucks how it ended, but as I said earlier, this is only the beginning. I believe that this is only the beginning. Um, Trey is balding. That is a perfect way to end this. Guys, thank you for checking out the Knicks Film School Post Game Show Part 1. John will be on as soon as he gets home from the game. Um, thank you, everybody, for, for tuning in. If you want to listen, if you're listening to the podcast, do me a favor, give us a five star rating and a review. Before you get out of here, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up and subscribe if you have not yet. As far as I'm concerned, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for you know, letting me be part of this. I'm, I'm just here to make a lot of us look good. And at times I do a really good job as well, but, uh, we're nothing. We're just dudes talking about sports and talking about uh, a team we like, and we just so happen to put on a camera to do it. And you guys end up being a part of it too. Uh, so thank you. Let's go Knicks. And I won't see you this Saturday for locker room and you know why. And apparently she knows why, too, which is fun. Um, but thank you for tuning in, and stay tuned for Macri. Adios. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.